The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your attention, please. What you're about to hear is the sound of now. Let's begin. And we're back. Hey, you're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Another week, another show. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Love it. I'm looking you in the eyes. Yes, here we go. <laughs> right? It's like the wrong fight. Is it possible that this is somehow not a disaster? <laughs> Whenever you're ready, guys. Wow. Would you guys like to play a little game of What's Causing the Problem? For years I've been listening to you and you almost put me in a straitjacket. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Are you excited? Yeah. What kind of shot you got? Oh, what? No, what kind of shot? <laughs> oh, fours. Every shot? Yeah. Are you positive? I am. Okay. Gadwall, Mallard, Wood Duck, Redhead, Buffalohead, King out of two. Snow Goose, Ross's Goose, American Coot, and Sandhill Grays. It's time to cuddle up to your decoys, Jimbo. I am. Cat Daddy, Bruce Hall, Mark Davis, Woods and Water. I'm saying Grammy. Definitely. <laughs> we, we should J-Lo really. could not compete. This song right here. Reminds me of Austin Powers' gold member. Does it really? <laughs> I love gold! <laughs> yeah, baby! <laughs> uh, so, Winston Water, we're talking on this week's show. Uh, here in just a second, Cat Daddy, the Kansas Cat Man, he's going to be stopping by and he's telling gonna, us about... Yeah, he's going to tell us how to get shad this time of year. It's going to be absolutely levitating. Uh, coming up after him is going to be a fabulous doubleheader with uh, Bruce Horrell with Gundog TV. And then after him, it's going to be Mark Davis with uh, Big Water Adventure. This was a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Bunny, are you going to stick around and talk with Cat Daddy? I really think you should. I, uh, I want to hammer out uh, you guys' relationship. boots with you. I know, right? <laughs> All right, so let's get to Cat Daddy, and it's uh, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. I want to go fishing. Now, here's our very good friend, Cat Daddy, the Kansas Catman, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Now, Bunny, you have to tell us. Yes. When did you and Cat Daddy start your little fling? Your Ooh. little tryst? Yeah. It's hard to remember. It's been so long. I don't know. <laughs> They're it's so love, memorable. I Their know. Their love spans the ages. It All right. Does. So we're just now being joined by Cat Daddy. That is uh, Mrs. Bunny's lover on the side. He is a Kansas Catman. Cat Daddy, how's it going, buddy? It's going good until my wife finds out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's okay. It, it, it always makes sense because my wife's name is Bunny and you're Cat Daddy. So, I don't know. Both after uh, fish and animals. Uh, you know, Did you see that thing? A new record, uh, you know, this past week. I think it was like West Virginia on the Ohio River. Guy caught a huge blue cat, 49 and like almost 50 inches long. Weighs something like uh, 58 and a half pounds. That's a big blue cat. Yeah, that is a big blue cat. But they're twice that size back here in Milford Lake. Yeah, well, they're Ooh. dinks up there on the Ohio. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, they're so liberal. Cat Daddy passes <laughs> on those 50 inchers <laughs> but what he caught him on was a cut shad sides well i tell you what it's funny you say that because uh this cold spill we're having right now 
excellent time to go out and get that shag kill on these lakes, you know, where the water's not frozen. Fine time to go collect a whole bunch of big tuna shad, boys, let me tell you. Yeah, no, get what? them fresh guts, get them fresh sides, get them fresh heads, anything else you go. The tails, I don't even fish with tails. Okay, now, now when you're out there, you just walk the shoreline, do you, or, or do you get in your boat and go out there with a net? Well, you can do it both ways, you know. I go out there with a net in my boat as far as you can get out on the lake without the ice. But the wind-laden banks, that's where you really get a whole bunch of them. When the wind just blows them floaters right into the bank, you get out there with a long eight-foot net and just scoop them up, man. Now, do you need to get out there at a certain time of day? Because I would think if you got too late in the day, the birds are going to come down. They're going to pick them apart. Uh, well, you, you got that right because the pelicans, you know, they're down on them uh, big pieces of shad land out there. Plus... The only other thing that wipes him shad out is other people's. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> yeah. the so truth. You need to get out there early as you can to get to get the fresh pick. Now, you're telling me that there are pelicans out there right now in the winter? Oh, man, they're all over everywhere. Really? Trolls, pelicans, dodo birds. I thought they'd be down there in Alabama somewhere. Well, they might be. Velociraptors. Like up here. <laughs> now, how many can you have in your possession? Pelicans? Yes, pelicans, <laughs> also shad. <laughs> 300 shad. Oh, 300 shad. Now, but, what are the... How do you how do you do it? Do you have to put them all back together if you've got them all cut up in plastic bags? Yeah, once you cut them up, how do you prove that you only have 300? Well, I tell you what, if there's a way, there's a will, and they'll do it. Let me tell you, boys, now, make, make sure you got your count correct, because they'll piece them all together, and uh, they'll count them for you. <laughs> Forensic biologists is what CSI they are. CSI catfish. Now, what are the size of these shad that you're getting? Well, I tell you, they're 10 to 12-inch shad, and them some nice-sized gutters, too, boy, because, uh, you know, them shad guts are up to almost $25 a pint. Oh, my God. That's bigger than the trout Jimbo goes after. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to eat your guts. Man, a 10, 12-inch shad, that is a decent-sized shad. Hey, that's a big gut, man. You know, you pull the gut out of one of them shad like that, and you got a, a, a whole bait. You thread that uh, uh, gizzard on there, and you put that little eyeball on there. You know, I call it the eyeball. It's a gizzard ball. And, man, I tell you what, you can cover an eight, nine-ounce uh, uh, hook. Now, the thing is, once you've got the shad and uh, it's at the end of the day, do you take and put them in quart jars, plastic bags? Do you freeze them? Do you put alcohol in it? What do you do? Do you work them up right away? What do you do? Well, I tell you what, what I do is I take them home. Uh, I wash them all off nice and to get all the slime and stuff off of them. You know, try to keep them as clean as you can. Then I cut them up in the desired pieces that I need, like one-inch hunks or maybe a whole half a shad hunk. I'll cut the heads off. I'll cut the guts out. I'll cut the sides up, and I'll freeze them out. Now, usually I like to keep, oh, probably 25 to 40 shad cut up already and about 35 to 40 shad whole mm. in the refrigerator because they'll, they'll stay in there for, oh, i say probably a week and still had that nice, fresh scent to them. Yeah, you keep them in the refrigerator till Mama throws them out. <laughs> well, Mama don't throw no bait out. No. We ain't making no fish sandwiches, I guarantee you that. Well, I'm going to tell you what. You, you have a woman that throws out bait. She ain't a keeper. You toss her <laughs> no, to the no, curb. We'd have to get rid of her. <laughs> That's right. All right, Mr. Cat Daddy, he is the Kansas Cat Man. Do you have any trips available? Let's say we just want to go out and Ice fishing. hold your hand and uh, get some shad. Uh, do you have anything available, buddy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just get a hold of me. The best place to do that is www.catdaddyguideservices.com. You bet. Hey, if you'd like to write old Cat Daddy and send him a photograph of your latest and greatest, even your girlfriend, ooh, <laughs> send him an email at catdaddy underscore one. <laughs> 
at msn.com. Yeah, don't do that. I made that mistake. Now Bunny's heart belongs to Cat Daddy. <laughs> uh, anyways, Bruce Horrell, he is coming up next. He is the host of Gundog TV on Outdoor Channel Tuesdays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fish Network, and My Outdoor TV. Got to get to a break here. A brief word from our partners. Mr. Cat Daddy, you're so awesome. God bless you. We love you, brother. Hey, Jim and Trav on the revolution. This is the dog that barks. <laughs> Attention Jim and Trav shoppers At JimandTrav.com We're now offering custom fit adult camo diapers In Mossy Oak, Bottomland, and Realtree Edge These one of a kind camo diapers are Trav tested and Jimby approved Thanks for shopping at JimandTrav.com And we'll return to regular broadcasting after the break. Gentlemen, start your engines. Let's get it on. Major League Fishing is back. This is the purest form of fishing, period. It's a non-stop mental battle. Everybody is out to beat everybody. Look at that thing. It all starts with the Lucas Oil Challenge Cup. Go out and do it. Grind. Let the challenge begin. Major League Fishing's Challenge Cup. Premiere Saturday, January 2nd at 2 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Are you wondering what to do with your leftover game meat? Turn it into delicious snacks. At High Mountain Seasonings, we have 25 jerky making kits, 14 snack and stick kits, and 20 sausage making kits. That means we have something for everybody. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back on the air with Woods and Water. Awesome. Thank you. Now let's kick off a two-part interview with Bruce Horrell of Gundog TV on Outdoor Channel. Tuesdays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. Visit them at cabelas.com and basspro.com. Here's part one. Hey, we're back. If you're just joining us, you just missed Cat Dad. He's a Kansas cat man. He can catch catfish in a bathtub. But our next guest knows a whole lot about dogs. That's right. He he always gives uh, Cat Daddy a whole bunch of duck guts to go catfishing <laughs> with. That's Bruce Horrell. He is the host of Gun Dog TV on Outdoor Channel. You have to watch it every single Tuesday evening, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can always go back and pick up previous seasons and episodes with my Outdoor TV app. Mr. Bruce, how's it going, buddy? Hey, it's good. Uh, how's the weather out there? It's cold in a well digger's wallet. You're down there in Gulf Shores, Alabama. That's right, but it happens to be cold down here for Alabama. It's in the 40s. Global warming BS. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now, Mr. Bruce, it's only apropos to kick this off talking about dogs. I mean, you have Gundog TV. It is right there in the name. I was actually listening to a great uh, interview you did. It's got to be five or six years ago. You are a big Chesapeake Bay Retriever fan. You've been hunting with them for decades. Is this, in your opinion, the best hunting dog there is? You know what? It's amazing because that interview was several years ago uh, when we first came out with Gun Dog TV, and I had and hunted over Chesapeake Bay Retrievers for 41 years. Wow. And I, I will die going to my grave thinking that the Chesapeake Bay Retriever is the best all-around waterfowl hunting dog that there is. However, <laughs> you found a chihuahua. That, <laughs> almost. 
Having said that, my last Chesapeake passed away, and at my age, I wanted to get a started dog, Mm -hmm. and I decided to go with almost the total opposite of a Chesapeake, and I was scared to death. Uh-oh. I went with a little British lab. No way! I did. I have never had a dog that weighed under 100 pounds, <laughs> and now I have a fully grown uh, little British lab named Little Pal Joey, and he's the star of our show when we do the waterfowling, uh-huh. and he weighs 60 pounds, full grown. Yeah, now a guy like you, Mr. Bruce, you spend 100 plus days a year hunting. You really put your dogs to work. For those guys yes, and do. gals that don't spend as much time as you do a field, will that dictate what breed you go with? Because I, I, I've heard you say numerous times, if you have like a Chesapeake Bay, I mean, they're hunting dogs. They are very active. You need to have that interaction with them daily. You need to be out there. They need to be hunting. If you're not going to do that much hunting, will that ultimately dictate what breed you should go with? Or should you just say, screw it, I'm just going to get whatever my heart desires? Or just get a Basset. Yeah. (laughs) I think you're absolutely right in the fact that how much hunting you do dictates what kind of dog you should get. Now, I'm going to hunt whether (laughs) whether I've got a Basset or not. (laughs) I'm going to hunt with whatever dog I hunt with. 80 to 100 days a year. Wow. And I would say if you're going to hunt that much, don't be afraid to go get a Chesapeake. But if you're only going to hunt 20 days a year, a weekend warrior, uh, my personal opinion would be or advice would be don't get a Chesapeake. Get a more laid back family dog like these little British labs. I'll tell you what, I wish you could see my dog is just laid out flat on his back right now as we speak. <laughs> and they're a nice little family dog. And if I was only hunting weekends, 20 days a year, which is, I'm almost guessing that's the average uh, amount of hunting guys do. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would go with a more family-type dog, labs, the retrievers, the golden retrievers, things like that. Uh, Chesapeake's need to be hunted and hunted a lot and spend a lot of time with them. Yeah, now you said that uh, you didn't want to start off with a brand new dog as far as untrained and so forth. You wanted to get one that had at least been started. Now, say you you had a little Joey, and you just got him as a six, eight-week-old pup. How much training do you, do you think he went through or you would have to go through in order to get him to where you could take him out one day? First of all, I would not want to get a started Chesapeake mm. because... You need to bond with that dog. And that six-week-old puppy, whether it be a Chesapeake or a Lab, you just need to spend a lot, a lot of time with it. And just short little training uh, things, just sit, stay, uh, throwing a few dummies, those kind of things. But just spend tons of time with them until they're three, four, five months old. And then they start really getting the ability to learn. And then you can really start doing a lot of the more difficult hunting situations. And that's what I try to do even with the puppies. And I'm saying a six-month-old puppy. By that time, when he's six months old, I just don't throw a single dummy out there because a lot of times there's eight birds. (laughs) And so I'll throw three, four, five dummies out there and just keep sending them until they come back with all of them. Yeah. So 
you do have to spend an awful lot of time. And that's the reason I decided to get a started dog. Here's the drawback for a started dog. Now, these trainers are really good. Chris Cochran is one of the best trainers I've ever met. But when you get a started dog, they're trained for like field trial. They're trained to heal, sit, stay. They can do all of that. That first week I had little pal Joy, I couldn't get him to leave my feet. Oh. And I, and I called Chris Cochran. I said, you know, if I ever decide to hunt pheasants, which I do now, <clears throat> I said, uh, this dog's not going to find a pheasant. He said, just give him more freedom, give him more freedom, and he'll finally get used to you letting him go. So you almost have to retrain a started trained dog because these dogs basically are trained so that they'll obedience, so they'll be good at the line if you're a field trial guy. I'm not a field trial guy. All my dogs, they get good in spite of me because they hunt so much. You bet. So. Hey, hey, Bruce, we've got to take a break. Can you stick around? i got a lot more questions to uh, to ask you about you training and so forth. Hey, we're talking with Bruce Horrell, <laughs> and he has Gun Dog TV on Outdoor Channels Tuesdays at 1030 Eastern Time. That's right, 1030 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, you can go back and pick up previous seasons and episodes uh, with my Outdoor TV app. This has been brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. Visit them online at cabelas.com and Bass pro.com and johnny will personally deliver all of your packages he'll give you a goose uh mr bruce to learn more about you gundog tv uh before we get to the break where can we find you online buddy wolfcreekinc.com uh, or bruce at wolfcreekinc.com or i actually get, get uh phone calls from somehow uh, they find my phone number, and I and I don't mind that. All right, give Bruce a call. We got to get to a break. We'll return with Bruce Hurl right after this. Don't go anywhere. The revolution with Jim and Trav. By listening to this show, you are officially more American than the Statue of Liberty punching Kim Jong Un in the face at the Super Bowl while eating a hot dog. So that's pretty American. Call the boys now, 785-846-7647. And don't move. The revolution will be right back. Savor the finer things in life. Hunting, fishing, and eating. Every adventure starts in the field and ends on the fork. Join epic outdoorsmen Steve Ranella, Daniel Vitalis, and Scott Laseth as they hunt, fish, and forage around the world to create the perfect meal. I could eat the snot out of this thing all day long. The most mouth-watering night in Outdoor Channel history, Taste of the Wild. Premieres Monday, December 28th at 7 on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. You tell the nonfiction. Okay, I'll tell the nonfiction. This is what I remember. We were the first hunters in the Congo in something like 40 years. When Jim Shockey talks, outdoorsmen listen. You're the greatest mule deer hunter alive. I'll tell anybody. Sit down with some of the greatest hunters in the world who share their amazing experiences. That day changed my life. Shock Therapy premieres Sunday, January 3rd at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. 
Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Today we're discussing woods and water. You need to be prepared. Now let's rejoin the boys and Bruce Horrell from Gundog TV on Outdoor Channel. Tuesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. This is part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking woods and waters in this week's show. Before the break, we had part one with old Bruce Horrell. He has Gundog TV on Outdoor Channels Tuesdays at 1030 Eastern Time. That's a heck of a deal. That's right. 1030 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Now, late season. I mean, this is the epitome of late season waterfowl hunting, Mr. Bruce. This time of year, does the hunting slow down or do your tactics just completely have to change? Both. Oh, really? (laughs) The, The hunting might slow down, but... If you're actually prepared, we we look for the late season uh, migration. And in the past couple of years, the birds have come down later and later and later. And that's every flyaway. I hunt in Kansas quite a bit. I hunt in Missouri. I just finished hunting in Missouri two weeks ago. And we actually had a reverse migration there, which was all the pintail and all the widgeon and gadwall and teal had all migrated south, and all they had until we got there were mallards, and then it got really warm, and they all came back, so we were able to shoot bonus ducks. But when we're in Michigan hunting geese, we change our spreads to much larger spreads. We still set family groups, which we do in the early season, but we make the family groups much bigger. In Michigan, we might set 12 to 13 dozen, and in Kansas, they will use 30 to 60 dozen. Oh, holy and, cow. Well, they're hunting the lessers, and they're hunting the little cacklers, which you will see a 1,000 birds in a group come in at once. Wow. In Michigan, we're still hunting giants and lessers. Not, not all total giants, but a lot of lessers. But the little cacklers in the middle of Kansas, you will see thousands. So you'll change that a little bit, and... The calling, because you get your spreads bigger, and we do that because the new migration birds have comfort with numbers. They see big numbers. Oh, okay, here's a big bunch of geese here, and you set it as realistically as you can. I will say you have to be very, very careful with dogs Mm. in that late season, depending on how cold and up in Michigan it gets cold in the late season. I mean, you're down to zero, there's ice, and that's what I was going to bring up. Little pal Joey went through the ice. Oh, wow. Uh, we did not even know that there was a pond down there. We were hunting geese and ducks in the field. Bird went down. Uh, my hunting partner said, take Joey. I want to take Joey. He, he'll find that bird. By the time he got there, Joey was there with a goose in his mouth in the middle of a pond, and he'd fallen through the ice. Oh, my goodness. And yeah, it's. It, had I known there was ice there, I won't let any dog get close to any ice, especially in a river or anything. So to make a long story short, my hunting partner and several guys actually ended up saving the dog's life. He probably only had, according to what they were saying, I was afraid to go look. I, I He was 250 yards away. I, I was sure that Joey had drowned. They said he had about a minute, minute and a half. Oh, wow. And what they finally did was somehow they broke ice as far as they could break it. And the other dog that was with us saw the goose, 
broke the ice to Joey. Oh. And the other dog actually saved Joey's life. Oh, my and goodness. He swam in, and he couldn't even get out of the water. They had to pull him out of the water. So oh. That, that's something that, that you really need to think about, but you probably don't think about in the late season. And I, and I know you didn't ask the question, but since it is gun dog TV and we are talking about dogs, be very, very, very careful. Know what your surroundings are. Uh, know the topography. And if there's ice around, don't send your dog. Don't even take it. <laughs> yeah. Now on, uh, when you're out there hunting late season, do you still, uh, scout, uh, as much as you do oh, in the early oh, season? You have to scout. Scouting is probably number one. And if you know you're, if you're in your own backyard, you know where to scout. And I lease up to, uh, this year about 5,000 acres. Oh, uh, wow. Not all in one spot, but throughout the county that I live in. And you basically scout those areas and you, you find out if birds are using it. If you can't get on a place that's close to where you hunt, then we do what we hunt. We call traffic. And if the birds are in the air, then I depend on my spread and a little bit on my calling. I don't know if you've heard of uh, Tim Grounds, Hunter Grounds, both world champions. Uh, they do very little calling and a lot of flagging. And, but number one, they do a lot of scouting. And if you have no idea where they're hunting and you just go set your spread, uh, you wait for a goose to fly by, you might just sit there and get cold. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a nice day in the woods, wouldn't it? That's right. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Bruce Horrell, and of course, he has Gundog TV on Outdoor Channel Tuesday nights at 10.30 Eastern Time. That's right, and always pick up previous seasons and episodes with my Outdoor TV app. This has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game. Uh, waterfowl dishes Ooh. at himtandjerky.com. Again, Mr. Bruce, to learn more about you, get some fabulous tips, uh, find out about your partner's upcoming episodes, all good stuff like that. Where can we find you online, buddy? Look for Bruce at uh, wolfcreekinc.com, or we have a social media array, and I, I know we show up on YouTube because uh, a lot of guys see uh, past episodes on YouTube. And I know they see a lot of our old wing shooter shows on uh, uh, My Outdoor TV. Oh, yeah, so yeah. There's a lot of places you can find us, and uh, the Wolf Creek guys will get in touch with me. You bet. Hey, that was Mark Davis with... Uh, Mark Davis is coming up next. I wanted to say, hey, that was Bruce Horrell, and, of course, uh, Mark Davis with Big Water Adventures <laughs> is coming up next. His notes got mixed up, yeah. Uh, Big Water Adventures on Outdoor Channels, Tuesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And, again, make sure you watch all new episodes, Gundog TV on Outdoor Channel, and that is Tuesdays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Bruce, you are so awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Not a problem, Trav. This pay-it-forward factoid is brought to you by Cabela's at cabelas.com. Whitetails are a big draw for hunters, and it's estimated that 79% of all youth hunters consider themselves deer hunters first, with turkeys, upland birds, and small game rounding up the list. Remember, introducing someone to hunting is fairly easy, but nurturing their steps along the way to an outdoor lifestyle takes work. Most importantly, it takes a village to build future hunters. For more on mentoring youth hunters, Head for JimandTrav.com and we'll return in a minute. 
It's time to reimagine the off-road experience because Yamaha has reimagined the side-by-side. Available in either two- or four-seat models, the Wolverine R-Max 1000 lineup sets a new benchmark in the off-road world. Featuring a 999cc parallel twin engine, aggressive tires, and an automotive-style cabin. And select models include high-performance Fox IQS in-cab adjustable suspension, all-new D-Mode to optimize power delivery, an integrated Yamaha Adventure Pro navigation system, and much more. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to learn more about the Wolverine R-Max 1000. It's time to get out there and realize your adventure with Yamaha. Professional driver on closed course. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specifications subject to change. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Woods and Water is on today's revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, here's another two-part interview with Mark Davis of Big Water Adventures on Outdoor Channel. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here's part one. Hey, we're back. If you're just joining us, before the break was Bruce Horo, and of course he has a program called Gundog TV, but our next guest, man, he knows a lot about fishing. That's right, this man is more like a linebacker. Mr. Mark Davis, Big Water Adventures on Outdoor Channel, Tuesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. The show gets me pumped. It is so exciting. Mr. Mark, how's it going, buddy? Doing great, guys. Uh, it's a pleasure to be you know, hanging out with y'all for a little bit of time here. Yeah. Now, the thing is, with your show, I mean, there is no fish that's too small or too obscure that you won't go after, is there? No, no. If it swims in the ocean, um, you know, we hit six countries, nine different oceans, and about a quarter million miles a year, and we go after everything from, you know, grander plus 10-foot tunas and PEI to, you know, inshore stuff, you know, speckled trout and redfish and, you know, stuff in the United States. Doesn't matter where it is or what it is, if it breathes even a little bit of salt water, it's eventually going to end up on big water adventures. You know, what is so neat, and we'll just kind of touch on this for a second, is you go to these amazing destinations and places, and like you said, these are bucket list fishing trips. But I was actually yep. reading somewhere that you homeschool so your kiddo can actually experience these things instead of learning about it in a classroom. And that's something that a lot of guys and gals don't do. Yes, sir. It, um, it was a, a decision we made a couple of years ago. My daughter's 11 now, and, you know, I, I just decided I literally worked myself into a position in my life that I always wanted to be able to do, and I was blessed and fortunate enough to be able to do it. And the more I got to thinking about it, I'm like, man, you know, with the traveling that we do and the places that we go and the things that we see, my wife is a pediatric burn unit nurse before we had Isabella when she was working doing that. So she's obviously a heck of a lot smarter than I am. <laughs> and I figured what a better classroom than the outdoors and what a better person than my wife. And if we can't get her on the right track, well, we probably shouldn't have had her to begin with. So that's the decision we made. <laughs> yeah. Now, of all of the species of fish that you've caught in the world, what do you think you would go back to in a New York minute? Out of all the things that I've done, I mean, the bottom line is most fish, you know, it's it, it, all they want to do is, you know, eat, not get eaten, and make babies. It's just where how they do it that separates them. And fish that can physically have the opportunity to 
for lack of a better word, mash me underneath their thumb is my favorite species to go after. So it would have to be one of the larger species. And, you know, getting strapped in in PEI, I mentioned the, the 10-foot, you know, giant bluefin tuna. I mean, some of the guys, if, if you're not familiar with them, you see guys doing it like on Wicked Tuna, and they've got the rod in the gunnel. And um, even fighting them in a chair is, is a feat in and of itself. But getting strapped to stand-up gear and 60 pounds of drag on a, you know, a fish that you're just trying to stay tied to for the first hour. Um, and it can physically demolish you if given the opportunity. I, I do that every year. I love going up there and doing that. And it's one of those that makes you walk funny for about a week and it'd be tough not <laughs> to put it at number one. <laughs> All right. Big water adventures. Mr. Mark Davis. He is the host on Outdoor Channel Tuesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern time and Saturdays, 930 a.m. Eastern time. So already this season, uh, you have gone from Panama to Alaska, Trinidad, Costa Rica, just all over the place fishing. If someone wanted to go on one of these bucket list fishing trips, where would you recommend? I mean, you know, a lot of people think, oh, my God, Costa Rica is amazing. Trinidad is outstanding. Alaska, so cool. What would you say is probably the ultimate experience in travel, fishing, uh, that is really great as a family as well? Exactly. I'd probably tell you you'd want to go someplace where the fishing is part of the experience and you can get a lot of bucket list species off your list. I'd have to go someplace like Crocodile Bay in Costa Rica because it is a more family-friendly destination, but you can still do your marlin and your sailfish and your dolphin tuna you know, wahoos, rooster fish, cabaret snappers, the bucket list fish that people would target, and it's in a family-friendly environment. On the convex of that, if I was an avid angler and said, I've been there, done that, and I want to go someplace that is the most amazing place on the planet, I threw Australia into the mix, and it's about a 36-hour travel, you know, getting there. So it's just the journey getting there. But really what ties it in is having done this my whole life and, you know, really thinking I got a pretty good grip on stuff that swims in the ocean, you go to Australia and about eight out of ten species, you don't even know what they are. You can look at them and say, okay, that's a grouper. I got no clue what it is. <laughs> you look at that one and say it's a grouper and it's a coral trout. It's not even in the same family. And you're, I mean, I would tell you if it was a family destination, I'd go someplace like Crocodile Bay in Costa Rica where everyone would have a good time no matter the skill level. But if I was an avid hardcore angler that thinks been there, done that, and know everything there is about it, if you've never been to Australia, it's like going to Mars. It's everything starts over, and the only difference is it's in the ocean, and you're hooking it. <laughs> yeah. now, now, the thing is, uh, you mentioned Australia. Have you ever caught a barramundi? We have not for the primary reason, because doing the multi-species thing, the barramundi are usually up in the estuaries, and when you go up there to target them, especially the big ones, a lot of them, it typically ends up just being a one-species destination. It's on my list to do. The guys that I've talked to said they're real slim a little snook. But this would be my third year going when we go here in April this year. Um, and, you know, my, my first species were getting the GTs, the Joshua Valley, and the queenfish, and the coral trout, and the ones that I, you know, I read about National Geographic as a kid. The Bear Mondays are definitely on that list, and if we get someplace where I can duck up a river and get one hooked up, you will see it immediately, I promise you. Yeah, now going back to Costa Rica and Crocodile Bay, didn't you catch a bluefin trevally there? Yes, sir. We caught a bluefin trevally on... It wasn't supposed to be there. It's not the right time of year. I've caught them before, but never on film in 13 years. Wow. And it's one of those issues that, you know, when it rains, it pours. 
the first one that we caught shot the heck out of me that we caught it where we caught it, 10 feet of water, half a mile off the beach. And then it turned into a school of them to where it's like, oh, hey, this is another blue fencer valley. And I think we ended up <laughs> using maybe three of them in the show out of 20 some we caught. Holy so, smokes, really? Yes, sir. And that's the ocean for you, man. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, you can catch them on your flip flop when it's time and you can't catch them no matter what you do when it's not. It's either your fish or it's not that day. You bet. Hey, uh, Mark, can you stick around? I got a lot more questions to ask sure. you. I'm, I'm here till you're done. You have to get me out here. <laughs> All right. Hey, we've been talking with Mark Davis. He is the host of Big Water Adventures on Outdoor Channel, Tuesdays at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. That's right. And Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And you can go back and pick up every single episode and season with the My Outdoor TV app. Uh, this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online. Check them out. YamahaMotorsports.com. Now, Mr. Mark, real quick, before we get to break, to learn more about you upcoming uh episodes all that good stuff big water adventures where can we find you online buddy bigwateradventures.com and that'll tie you in everything else facebook instagram all that stuff but i've got my own website uh we keep it updated when we're on the road so it's kind of funny you get to see where we're airing this week and where we're actually at this week so it's almost you know a year in delay on both sides you bet hey that was mark davis part two coming up with him next don't go anywhere That's how you call into the show and online at JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these short messages. My Outdoor TV is now available on all your favorite devices. With the best hunting, fishing, and shooting shows ever made, it's the ultimate streaming service for real-life outdoor adventures. My Outdoor TV is packed with over 10,000 exclusive episodes powered by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. The leaders in outdoor entertainment. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. Start your free trial today. My Outdoor TV, now everywhere. How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. Thanks for tuning in to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Talking woods and water this week. Now, let's get back to Mark Davis from Big Water. Adventures on Outdoor Channel, Tuesdays 1 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Now everywhere. This is part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking woods and waters on this week's show. Before the break, we had part one with Mark Davis. He's the host of Big Water Adventures on Outdoor Channels, Tuesdays at 1 o'clock 
and Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. That's right. Now, Mr. Mark, let's head to the last frontier. Let's go to Alaska. Uh, you know, Jimbo has been there numerous times. You have fished literally every body of water and stream there. It's really tough going to Alaska, especially booking a trip six months out, whatever. The weather dictates everything, and you don't know how it's going to pan out. What do we need to plan for, expect? How do we prepare for a trip like that? Yeah, you uh, you hit the nail on the head. You're echoing what I've told people. I, I've literally sent hundreds of people there. It's, it's probably as close as you'll ever get to another country without traveling outside the United States. And you're, you're absolutely on. It's weather contingent for everything. So when we know what we can't control, we go after what we can. The two things primarily in order that will mess you up in Alaska is the wind and the rain. Now, if you got good style weather gear and you don't mind the, you know, the weather itself, the wind is what will take you out, especially when you're trying to go offshore. So the outfit I've used the last, well, since the show started is Alaskan Fishing Adventures. Essentially, the reason that I do that is, you know, everybody's got a reason for why they go with who they go with. Besides these guys being dialed in and able to produce when I need them to on film, which we know is a totally different thing than just catching fish, they have an operation that opens up to Seward and opens up to Homer. And without going into a bunch of detail, what that will tell you is, is no matter what direction the wind is blowing from, you're not going to have any issues whatsoever being able to get out of the wind and out offshore, you know, and, and, and getting your fish. Because if you're halibut fishing, lingcod, rockfish, all that stuff, you've got to be able to get out in the boats and get out on the bottom fishing to be able to do it. So by having these two different operations, they'll send you one direction or the other, depending on what the wind's blowing, to keep you on the least side of it. Then if it gets really, really nasty and you still, you know, aren't able to get offshore on any particular day, They've still got all the rivers and everything inshore from the Kenai to the Kasilaw, all of the different, you know, salmon estuaries and, and rainbow trout and all these different options that they can give you if you can't get out, you know, on those days. So even though weather usually will, quite honestly, either make or break your trip, you can have enough options. And if you give yourself enough days, You'll take the days in the flyouts and the streams and the rivers when it's nasty and the good days offshore, and usually you can get it done if you give yourself a week. Oh, my gosh. All right, Big Water Adventures, you have to watch it, uh, featuring Mr. Mark Davis, Outdoor Channel, Tuesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. So with Big Water Adventures, what's really neat is you go out there and you kind of make it, you know, vicarious for the viewers. You know, you're going there to showcase this, what can happen, what it is truly like if they were in your shoes. What is the most overrated fish in your opinion? You know, a lot of hype around, a lot of people want to fish for, but it's really not that big of a deal. What is the number one most overrated fish to go for in your opinion? I would probably turn that around and tell you the biggest mistake that people make with any of those species that they're really... You know, there's, there's the mystique and the, and the myths involved with, oh man, it took me five years to get my rooster fish. You know, just like I heard Harold Knight say one time he killed a lot more turkeys before we figured out how smart they were. <laughs> uh, you, know, you get to a point, <laughs> good analogy, huh? Yeah. You get to a point where, like a rooster fish is a perfect example. That's, that's a, a mythical, you know, mysterious. Now, they hit hard, they fight hard. But here's the reality of it. It's just like going back to that bluefin trevally. When they're there, 
you know, the biggest mistake people make trying to go after a species of fish is, you know, if you stop and think about it when you're fishing, realistically, you could spend a lot of time and never be within anywhere from 50 feet to 50 miles. I mean, the, the, the species of fish that I'm going to get next week in Costa Rica might very well be, you know, 800 miles up the coast right now. They're sailfish. So I would say that, you know, all the fish have their, their pros and cons, but the biggest mistake I see people make, and part of my business model with Big Water Adventures, is to show you how to go get those mythical creatures like a rooster fish doing literally the best species in the world I go there during the best times, and I show you how, with a phone call, you can step into my shoes and go make that happen. Yeah. Now, one last question for you. Of all of the species of fish that you've caught, what is the best eating? Gosh, and that's such a tough time passing up a good piece of yellowfin or a good piece of swordfish. And if you pin my head up against the wall and said, you know, pick or I'll shoot, I'd probably have to go with a yellowfin. All right. Now, the, the, the last, last question is, how about freshwater? It's tough for me to not get some white cracker meal, some Crisco, and fry me up some walleye. I mean, that's if that's not as good as it gets, it's good enough for me. I'm you disappointed bet. you didn't say spoonbill. <laughs> Come on! No, no. <laughs> I actually uh, would tell you that I've had it a couple of times, and that's something that uh, it's not bad. <laughs> I still say, you know, I'm standing by walleye, guys. Yeah. Well, that's like chewing one of your flip-flops. Oh, hey, I like it. Well, I thought if you liked it, I didn't want to insult you, so I got close to just saying, you know, we'll just call that a distant second in our minds and go from there. You bet. All right, Mr. Mark Davis, make sure you watch Big Water Adventures on Outdoor Channel. Such a fun, interactive show. Tuesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And you can uh, pick up uh, all of his seasons with the My Outdoor TV app. This has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download and watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Mr. Mark, buddy, again, where can we find you online, buddy? BigWaterAdventures.com. You bet. Hey, we got a whole lot more of us coming up next. All right, don't go anywhere. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Scott Lasef. To me, the youngest legal female you can harvest is going to be the better tasting animal across the board. Whether it's a wild hog or a deer or an elk, there's not a whole lot better than that. The revolution with Jim and Trav is better than fruit, because it never goes bad. Yeah. On air for over 16 years and online at JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The revolution will continue next. It's time to reimagine the off-road experience because Yamaha has reimagined the side-by-side. Available in either two- or four-seat models, the Wolverine R-Max 1000 lineup sets a new benchmark in the off-road world. Featuring a 999cc parallel twin engine, aggressive tires, and an automotive-style cabin. And select models include high-performance Fox IQS in-cab adjustable suspension, all-new D-Mode to optimize power delivery, an integrated Yamaha Adventure Pro navigation system, and much more. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to learn more about the Wolverine R-Max 1000. It's time to get out there and realize your adventure with Yamaha. Professional driver on closed course. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specifications subject to change. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors.
Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim! With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak! I do have new shorts. <laughs> well, I got Hollywood legs. But- I, I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the grandpappy of the outdoors. It has finally come to an end. That's all? This is unacceptable. I'm afraid the revolution with Jim and Trav comes to a close this week. Good. But don't forget to drop us some feedback and stay in touch with the show at JimandTrav.com. Hey, this was a great show this week. We talked about woods and water. Of course, we had old Cat Daddy on talking about catfishing, picking up shad. Also, uh, next on the list was Mark Davis. No, it was Bruce Horrell. Well, that too. And then uh, yeah, he's with <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Horrell, Gundock TV, Mark Davis, Big Water Adventures, and Mrs. Bunny in your sexy rubber boots. That's you right. stop by. You bad boys. All right, Mrs. Bunny, lay it down. Uh, JimandTrav.com. Go there, listen to stuff, and get outside this weekend. Hey, make sure you get a pair of those crazy boots we talked about in Buy or Bust. Yeah, dry shot. Check them out. Uh, Johnny will high-five you later. He'll even high-five your tootsies. Uh, so, like we always say, get outdoors this weekend. Take some kiddos with you. Bundle up, though. I mean, it is really cold out there. Also, make sure you, you get a good night's sleep, and, and please stay healthy. The flu is terrible right now. It's gross. I mean, I was yeah, that, watching some stuff. That's that crazy. Blue bee stuff is, like, out of sight. Influenza? Influenza? Yeah, yeah, terrible. That's a heebie-jeebies right there. Yuck. Uh, anyways, uh, we got we do have to get to a break and make sure you hammer home firearm safety. That is imperative and that you, you get outdoors and you recreate as a family. Uh, we got to get to a break. We will return next week. Peace out. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. USA, you are the absolute best. Thanks for everything. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management.